Hey guys, welcome back to Chaotic But Good. It is me, Claire, and I'm here with Mr. Wayne Thomas. And we are here to talk today just about Wayne's World, like what's been going on in your life. I'm really excited to have you here and like just get to know you a little bit more. It's well, be- it's uh, good to be here. Yeah, and I guess I need to call myself out before we even start. Danny's been telling me to make a uh, intro. <laughs> Danny's been telling me to make do like an intro song with an intro, and I haven't. So he's been dogging on me real hard. Maybe you should listen to him. Uh, I don't like that. You're supposed to be on my team. This is my podcast. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know what the team colors were. <laughs> so um, the way that I know you is we both actually did community theater. Well, we got cast for the same play. We were in a very sordid wedding, and you were my husband, and I was your beautiful sugar baby. Um, we were both super homophobic. but we actually you ended up having some like medical issue what was going on like what happened i managed to pinch the metatarsal nerves in my foot ah and the only way that we could rectify that was we had to take a needle that was about that long and put a scope over my foot so he could see where he was guiding the needle into my foot didn't you scream Oh, did, did you scream? Was it absolutely horrible? Uh, um, let's just say I can't say that I've ever wanted to hit anybody any harder than I wanted to hit him. But the reason I didn't is because he had a needle in my foot. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually, I was talking to a friend the other day that went to the doctor and they did some sort of shot or something in her hand. And she said that she hit the doctor. So you probably could have if you wanted to. No, I don't think so. He's a pretty big guy. He was, <laughs> But then also, I'm not... Of course, I'm not sponsored. Like, absolutely not. But you wore Hoka shoes for a while, didn't you? I still do. Look, Just not today. Are they not the best shoes in the entire world? We'll tag them in the comments. <laughs> we should tag them in the comments. Like, give me some free shoes. But no, aren't they the most comfortable shoes in the world? I don't know if they're the most comfortable, but they're the ones that cause me the least foot problems. Let's say it that way. No, I think that they, I just think they're the well, best. Let's talk about my socks. I do really like your socks. They are bright lime green for the people that are listening. Why green? Did you want to match my hair? Or? Uh, no, actually, when you get old and fat, you sometimes need help finding your feet. And <laughs> so you this, end up having to do those. So the, the, this makes it easy. I can find them in the dark. So, and then um, back to the whole community theater thing. You owe me $10. Oh. Uh. You you owe me ten dollars. We went and auditioned for Clue together, and you uh, you left the first. Are you about to pull it out uh, of your pocket? We're going to have visual evidence that I took care that of that. You debt. took care. Hey, give it over, give it over. But no, you ended up. You went and auditioned. You also owe me a thousand dollars. If you can produce evidence of that debt, I'll pay that too. Look, there's um, but yeah, no, I told you there. that's twenty. I don't want twenty to. I, I'll take twenty. To, I'll give you change. Now I'm indebted to you. That's that's my ten plus interest. The plus interest. You charge I, useless rates, by the flapping. way. I, useless rates. Useless. I am not exp- define that word for me, please. Give her that word. <laughs> Like he's already on here. He knows what Danny's for. Look, you learn something new every single day. But no, we walked in an audition and you read for Colonel Mustard. And I told you it was that first night. I was like, you've got Colonel Mustard. And you were like, what? What do you think that? Like, what What makes you think? And I was like, you got it. Like, you absolutely got it. And lo and behold, like most things in my life, I was right. Oh, I love that. Most <laughs> <in my life. laughs> Did you enjoy that show? Was it fun? 
I did. Um, I didn't bring a picture to show you. I'll have to. I want to see a picture for sure. But I, but I was in colonel uniform. Did was, did you? Like sh- I was damn good looking. <laughs> did you shave? Did you do just the mustache, or did you? I cut down to a goatee. Okay, so you grow a beard pretty fast. Then, well, I guess that was like two months ago. So. I don't remember. Do I know? It was the end of September. It was the end of September. So do you grow a beard fast? Is that? Well, fast enough, I guess. Fast enough. I tell people, and I've said this on here multiple times, as I get older, we were talking about like my knuckles cracking this morning from dry skin. I'm like getting little chin hairs and mustaches. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like as a female, this is not. That's how mine started. Guess what you're going to get. Look, uh, well, hopefully one day I'll have a voluminous, voluminous beard that I can like show off. Did you look up? Eucerus. Eucerus. Danny, do your job. U S A R I U S, I think. Let's see. Um, this is going to be Here what I is. learned. The relating to the practice of Eucerus. Click Eucerus then, because that didn't. What's the meaning of Eucerus? An illegal. Here we are. Oh. Oh, we're getting there. Right there. Whoops. I should have paid more attention in English class. Down a little bit. Ah. What's the meaning? The pra- uh, Charging illegal or exorbitant rates of interest. Ah. I just said that I didn't charge interest. You just gave me interest. But no, I look. So how long have you been doing community theater for? How long has that been a oh. thing? You know, that's odd. I, I didn't do anything in high school. And I really? was in two productions in college, uh, just on a whim. Uh, I got cast in Fiddler on the Roof and Oliver. Then I didn't touch the stage again for 30 years. And then just... I saw an ad in the newspaper. That's you know, We had newspapers back then. What's a newspaper? <laughs> Can you Google that too? <laughs> like... <laughs> it's a useless piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> It, it, anyway, it was an ad for auditioning for MASH. What? What is? Oh, MASH, the show. I was yeah. like, is that? I was like, what are you? I was like, is that a theater company around That's here that dance. I haven't heard no, of? I <laughs> so uh, I, I got cast in that. Um, and I said, hey, this is kind of fun. And that was 21, two years ago, something like that. So you've just been rolling. Have you been doing it? pretty consistently since that time i've done probably 30 stage shows golly and then i hooked up with a group called the detectives which was a dinner theater group oh yeah you did how long did you do that for uh did that about seven years i'm there's no telling how many of those shows i did how what has been your favorite uh part that you've played on anything (laughs) Um, probably my, f- well, two favorites, one serious, one's entirely not. Um, I played the part of Atticus Finch in Killing Mockingbird. That's right. I remember that we've talked about that before. And, um, very, very powerful program. And it's, makes me shudder that they are, put that book on a banned list. Yeah. I'm not about I'm, a book ban. Sorry. That's just does not make sense to me because if anything the story that 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 book tells needs to be told now probably as much as it ever did absolutely anyway um 
And my other favorite was with the Dinner Theater Group. And uh, I played the part of Cletus. Tell me a little bit about Cletus. <laughs> boy, how did Cletus just a good old boy? <laughs> did you, like, what was the costume for that character? Um, overalls. Oh, so how does a dinner theater, like, work? Like, do you, did the killer change each one, or was one of the guests the killer? Like, no, uh, the story was always the same. Well, let me back up. I won't say the story was always the same, because since we're performing with the people who write the scripts, mm -hmm. the scripts just sometimes get to be kind of a guideline because we all know each other. We we know we can throw lines out there. So do some good little improv. Oh, yeah. Does improv throw you off at all? Or do you, like, does it no, make it hard I, for you to break character? I, that's the best part about that whole gig was trying to get the other characters I bet that. So, have you ever done like an improv troupe before or anything like no, that? No, I don't think I'm that brave. I don't think that quickly on my feet. So, I always loved improv in like high school, but then I took a break from doing shows for a while and got back into it. And I remember being absolutely terrified. And it had only been five years. When you took that break, your 30 year break, was that, were you like scared to come back or were you more excited than anything? Oh, uh, I didn't really know what to expect because I'm in. The, I was 30, that was, I was in college. You know, it was pretty easy. And everybody, everybody that was there, save me, was in, of course, in the theater program. And here I was, the business school guy. And, <laughs> and I come traipsing in there like I'm supposed to know something. But they were very, very, very nice to me. Good. And that's what something, too, with... With a very sword wedding, I remember being like absolutely terrified and sitting with David before because we did dress rehearsal and the lights came on for and it was the little black box theater. So right. it wasn't there wasn't like a stage, but the lights came on for that first dress rehearsal. And I, you know, in a in a movie, I said a scary movie. It was like a scary movie where you pause and you, you're like, I don't know what to say. I was like, this is not going to go well. And then the first night, like David was so kind to me that it ended up going really well. But it was one of the most fun shows I'd ever been in and you like I'm real sad you weren't there John was great but I I'd gotten attached to you I have attachment issues well I I would have liked to have done it but I I, I was really really struggling with my foot oh yeah and your health Plus, I was is, having to wear that god-awful boot that would have been something wobbling Deanie actually at the end of that show like on the very last one she sprained her ankle in the middle of the performance mm. And people thought, I think people thought it was just part of the character right. that she played it off really well, but she was backstage, like not very happy at all. <clears throat> um, there was, so as far as keeping up with the theater theme, is there any show that you would like to do? Uh, I don't know that it's, I could do it on stage, but I really wanted always to play at least once that really nasty guy what nasty guy that you want to die oh, the whole program just you can't wait to see him dead before it's over oh and that's like do you ever get cast as anything like that no. or are you more like the nice <laughs> the nice good guy i'm um <laughs> you know lelaine Higgins. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 hey lelaine she, yeah. <laughs> um she always said that if you need a arrogant 
individual. That's who you cast. Is me. Is you? Well, yeah. and that's so funny because your personality is not like you're a very friendly man. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, I can play the part. You can play the part. And see, I've always really enjoyed like my personality is such a people pleaser, so I love playing the mean girl. And I think that's what's so is that you can switch character or like you can switch your personality. Well, and, and I don't know that I could actually play that part, but I mean, I I, I see a movie a villain on there that he's just so evil. Give an example. Want him. Well, I can't, um, I don't remember which Mission Impossible it was, but when Philip Seymour Hoffman played the villain in that, he was so viciously Mean. I'll have to get you to text me. I'm so I asked that question and I realized like I don't watch a whole lot of movies. Well, like that's this, not that's just the best example I could think of off the top of my head where you just expect the theater to stand up and applaud when he dies. That's the character I want to play. see, and that would be so much fun. The worst villain that I could have just thought of, and this is such a silly, but the Disney movie Hunchback. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Frollo. He is so awful. Like, he's terrifying. And so maybe if they do a hunchback, you can be Frollo. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe. I wish I saw something really cool on Facebook or something, and it was like the school of the deaf, and they put on hunchback, but it was they had somebody behind him signing, and it was so cool how they were, like, able to make it accessible. Do you think theater should be more accessible to communities like that? I think you ought to be able to accommodate them i don't know that you necessarily want to plan on that for every, every show, show but, but having if, somebody down there that you could, know, yeah, yeah could I, if it was necessary because it there's no reason they should be denied the the joy of theater absolutely well and that's what's so cool is i was trying to explain it to somebody it's just like it's magical to be up there and it's such a weird i didn't realize how much that i missed it until i got back on it and it's so you make like such a community with these people and you end up i don't know and it also depends on what theater what community theater you're at which one you do a lot of center players don't you i've done or? probably most of my shows with center players but i've also when actors playhouse was still active is that I, not a thing anymore the building's still there but the, they haven't done a show there and Gosh, five, six years, maybe longer than that. Really? And my only complaint with Madison is that there were such tight rules. Like you couldn't, I remember doing Sword Wedding and I was like, this would not fly in Madison. Oh, God, no. There's, there's <laughs> no way at well, all. But, but you have to remember one of the reasons for that is is that that's a city-owned facility. Oh. So they don't own that theater. So you're going to have to get permission. I mean, this, they're going to take the view of, hey, this has got to be. Madison. Well, at least family friendly. <laughs> yeah, which is insane because I think one of the coolest things about it is that there's so many different genres within it and so many, it can impact so many different stories oh, and look, stuff. look, I remember when we, uh, when we did um, the dinner party, which is a Neil Simon, mm -hmm. which is not like any Neil Simon you have ever seen or read. And we had to use the F word. <gasps> Not the F word. Uh, oh, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I really didn't think they would let us do it, but because it was so appropriate 
to say that word at that particular time in the show, they did let us do it. And it, there was a little bit of, (laughs) 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 but, um, and, and that show, because some of it is just, just like you would expect Neil Simon to be hilarious one-liners. Yeah. But then the second half of the show is really breaking down the barriers of who is that person. Oh, I love like some character development and like. Well, and, and that story was ripe for it because it was the, it was planned unknowns to but one person that all these divorced couples would be put locked into a, basically a, a room together at a dinner party. Really? I bet that was a fun show to do. Is that like in your top or not really? You've done um, so many. It, it was, it was a hard show to do. And, and in fact, it was so difficult that at the last, and I do mean like next to opening day, maybe the day before we changed the whole tone of the show because it was a little bit more formal. It was supposed to be done in Paris, France. Oh. We decided we were going to make it Paris, Texas. Uh, that So everybody had to like switch accents up real fast? Well, we didn't really. I mean, I don't do a French accent. Well, I cannot. <laughs> they had us audition uh, like for Clue, the audition. The little maid did a oh, French yeah. accent. Yeah. I watched videos for days on how to do one and I couldn't I couldn't get it at all. I don't do accents. Yeah. Well, I, she she did a good job with that. Can you do any accents? No. Uh, I can do a, maybe a passable British accent. Do it right now. No. <laughs> Say like a hello governor, something. Make give the people what they want. And by people I mean me. <laughs> oh, you you are the people. I okay. am the people. <laughs> um Okay, I'll, I'll let it come. In on you Look, if not, I'm going to end up getting another $10, I think. You've already gotten another 10 uh, Look, that was my interest, though. I paid in advance. Are you paid? <laughs> I, um, have you ever done stuff with New Stage? You said that you... I, I have auditioned once at New Stage. I was terrified. Like, I was, I was like, that's the big leagues. I can't do it. And it's not like all the people that were in the other show were like, it's not that serious. But to me, that is top tier well, seriousness. Only, I mean, they've got the best theater. For sure. I mean, as far as the building and facility. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. Did you ever go audition for any of the movies that came around here? Like, there was that one uh, that was filmed in Canton for a while. I did not audition for, um, gosh, what was the name of it? Oh, I have the, no idea. The, uh, I've got a I know, it, to me in a minute I know exactly which one you're talking about. I couldn't tell you the name if somebody had a gun to my head right now. Like, I would have absolutely. Well, Mississippi Burning would be one. That was one. And then, um, what's that other movie that was filmed down here with Brad Pitt and... How great! Uh, the one where they sing a this. Time to kill. That's what I was trying to. Think oh, of. I forgot that that was a thing too. Yeah. They they've had a lot. I'm always surprised with Mississippi how we do have a lot of artsy stuff kind of going on. I wish our community theaters were a little more active than they are. But I'm always surprised that people come down here to film movies because I'm like, well, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've you, you gotta 
understand there is some beautiful country scenery here, and there is a lot of good old buildings that they can use, and there's a lot of old horror stories that exist just like anywhere. But yeah, I mean, especially in the south, yeah, especially yeah. here too. Well, I mean, look at New Orleans. That's yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen The Help? That was filmed like yeah. I was. My grandparents are from Greenwood, and it was filmed like one street over. And I remember, like, that's something that I tell people if they're not from here. I'm like, the help was filmed here, so if you well, like that I, movie. Well, I do know some people who were, were in that as extras. Uh, and it, that said, that was really hard work because you were having to wait and wait and shoot. Okay, wait some more, wait some more, wait some more. Shoot. Okay, wait some more, wait some more. But um, that was all of that's over there in, in the Broadmoor Fondren. Yeah, they did because I think they did some of it at Brent's Drugs yeah. was part of because that's yeah. what I tell tourists. I'm like, you should go tourists. The the tourists <laughs> that come here. I saw somebody the other day. Me and uh, my best friend Peyton, we were walking around the trail at uh, the swamp off the Natchez Trace, and we yeah. were walking around. And he was like, "What are those people doing here?" And I was like, "I I don't know. Let's go ask." So we asked, and they were visiting from the Netherlands, and they flew into Chicago, and they were driving all the way down. To New Orleans on the trace. Yeah. And so we went to the library and read a book on the Netherlands. But, and the only thing that he remembered from it, he remembered that they had flowers, they were bike friendly, and then it talked about Anne Frank. And I was like, tell my mom what you learned. And he started talking about Anne Frank. I was like, that's the only information that you remember from that whole thing. Do you think that, um, would you like to do, or if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you travel? Are you well-traveled? Well, define well. Like, do you <laughs> Look, have a passport? I'll tell you what my... Well, yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, and I have been out of the country. But I, I, I'm i a little mm, uppity about this. I, 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 I'm always amazed that people say, oh, I, I want to go see this and go see that, and I want to go here, and I want to go... How much of this country actually seen ah so what is the favorite state that you've been to here mm, i don't know that i've got I, i'm a little partial to north carolina just because i like the mountains i had a family that i used to sit for that recently moved there and they've i still talked to the kids and one of them said that it was a lot cooler than here well one of the things that i did uh ooh, three years ago was i went with two friends of mine we got on amtrak at new orleans all the way out to L.A. Mm -hmm. and up the West Coast on up to Seattle. I bet that Back was... across to Chicago and then came back down. It was... How long was that trip? Oh, 10 days. Uh, that's a fun... That's a lot of traveling for 10 Jack days. Man, maybe 11 days. Did you enjoy the Amtrak at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the beauty about that... Now, first of all, let me caution to say... When you're going through cities, not so much, because the train tracks are generally not in the best areas of town. Oh, but okay. But when you're out in the country, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, look, look at the mountains down there when you're flying over, but it's another thing when you're right there on the ground looking up at them and recognize 
That's big. Yeah, I bet that's like a really cool experience, but I kind of have a fear of trains and I don't know I don't know why, like I just don't like them. Like I've always wanted to go on one. Wants to watch a bad movie somewhere. And see, I don't think I've watched, but I've always been weird about trains. Like it's just something, I don't know, maybe a past life or something that I have train do, issues. Do you have a problem with planes? No, not at all. But I do, that is funny cuz I have a fear of small heights. Like if you told me to stand on this chair and jump small down, oh I'd freak God. out. But high heights don't scare me because I'm just going to die if I... So the whole plane is just... Like if it goes down, I'm just going to die. And I kind of accept that before I get on. So you're happier with, okay, I've got 40,000 feet to think about death. Yeah, why not? You know? <laughs> like... <laughs> I guess the train might, the train death might be a little quicker though than. Well, uh, chances are you wouldn't know anything about it until it was already happened. Oh, uh, until. So, well, now you might have just made me a little more afraid of planes. Thanks, Wayne. So glad <laughs> no, that no you were problem. here. Yeah, so thanks for creating. Now you're going to Uber all over the country. Uh, <laughs> just Uber. Well, that's as a woman, and that's scary too because people get kidnapped in Ubers. So that's, yeah. I mean, they lie about who they are. But also, like, the real world's just a scary place right now, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, there are some pretty nasty people out there. There are. Oh, and that's, I guess, a good segue into a random topic. Are you a true crime guy? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was not. And then I got tired of listening to music when I worked out because it made me work too hard. So <laughs> I started listening to, uh, I guess the first one I listened to had to do with a uh, murder of a Meridian. Somebody else got me onto that. And then I picked up uh, a podcast called Morbid. Oh, okay. And they do a case pretty much every week. Are they well known? Like, are they the people that? Well, we... they weren't when I first started listening to them, but they're. You know, you're talking about the episodes of the or the podcast, or, or I guess, or both of them. Like, so the podcast is more well known than it was. Yes, uh, and and they've then they've gotten better. Over time, that's just what like, we're hoping. Yeah, will happen I get here it. too. So, like, and then that's what they would have said too. Is is that? Gosh, we listened to both those that we did at first, and it's like, ooh, we really thought that was good. Look, it's crazy <laughs> how yeah, it's just an insane thing. Because again, you always strive to be better. But I'm glad that they got somewhere. But like the people that they would showcase, were they more? The, some of the crimes you've heard, mm -hmm. um, because they were death of well-known like phil hartman yeah uh they covered that uh his uh, tragic murder and uh and jack the ripper and so they they cover a lot of things and then, then they cover a little incidents you never even heard of because they happened somewhere in east podunk illinois or something yeah like i <clears throat> i really they're still <laughs> People have been doing bad things to other people for a long time. I think something that's really cool about society that's kind of switched is we used to focus a lot on the killer, and now we focus more on the victim. And I think that well, as it should be, exactly. But but the but the idea that you can seek what would motivate somebody to do that, and when you go through the exercise that they go through and go through the in depth as they do. Mm -hmm. And to end up with, 
I cannot understand how anyone for any reason could do that to another individual. Oh yeah. And it's, That's and some it. of the stuff's crazy. Like, and I don't want to give too much. I don't know the victim names, but with Jeffrey Dahmer, I remember I worked at a special needs summer camp in Wisconsin and we were riding they around. They did that one, by the way, too. They did. And see, well, I was talking to a girl and her uncle was murdered by Jeffrey Dahmer. And that was the first time I had the thought of, Oh, that's like, and you can look up things that you shouldn't necessarily be able to look up, but also how it was crazy to hear it close to home more like, but how they like kind of, I don't want to say romanticize cause that's not the right word, but they make it a touristy thing. Like you could go on tours and see all the well, places. Yeah. That they, I mean, if there's a buck to be made, then you know, somebody will have a tour of it. Uh, which is insane. But, like, I remember one time talking to my dad, too, and I was telling him about some, it was a murder case or something, and it was about a child, and he went, Claire, stop. Like, I can't do that. And I remember being like, it's just a person. Because when you're a kid, you don't recognize the difference between adulthood and children. Like, you're all just people. And um, he was like, you'll understand when you get older. Isn't that a shame? And and I ended up, I got older, and I think it's at, I like, I hear that stuff. And I'm like, how could somebody do that? Do you, as a father, do you think, like, if you were into true crime when you were younger, did you think that, has your opinion on that kind of stuff changed? Mm, I never really thought much of it as when I was a child. So it's more of a. And, 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 the, and a lot of that has to do with. We first moved down here. We moved down here from Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, see, that's what this is all about. Look. <laughs> and um, when we first got down here, I was a Yankee. Oh. We were still fighting the Civil War. You were. We moved down here in 61. Oh, okay. So you've been here a hot minute. Oh, like yeah. longer than I've been a thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, longer than, Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I won't say longer than automobiles, but, uh, <laughs> but at any rate, um, I couldn't understand the whole hoopla over James Meredith being admitted. Now, keep in mind, I was young. I was nine, maybe, but I couldn't understand all the hoopla about James Meredith being admitted to University of Mississippi. Like you didn't understand why that was such a big deal I or why, no that was. why that was a big deal. And that's something that's so interesting. I feel like the South stays stuck in a lot of things for a long time. Well, I, you know, that always goes back to the question of were you born with that or did you learn it? Yeah, and it's crazy because you see, like, I mean, little kids don't see a lot of that stuff. Like, they don't. It's a lot of taught things. I remember riding around with some kids and they had some very strong political opinions. And I was like, you were 10. Do you even know what you're talking about? <laughs> and not that everybody's valid to their opinion, even 10-year-olds. But have you actually looked into this yourself? And I feel like I find that with some grown-ups that I come across, too. Oh, yeah, that, well, that they're that's just, because it must be true. It was on Facebook. It was on Facebook. One of my favorite uh, memes on Facebook is it's like, don't believe everything you see on the Internet, Abraham Lincoln. And it's like, <laughs> ah, like it's pretty goofy. But, yeah, so I guess on the co on the topic of kind of like children, because we've mentioned that a couple times, you have kids, correct? Um, last I heard. Last I heard. <laughs> and you have two children? I have two. Uh, one. <clears throat> Excuse me, my daughter lives in 
San Francisco with her husband. And she actually was a director for a show that I was in in like sixth grade. The theater runs deep in y'all's blood. <laughs> but she's how long? Well, you know, it's it, one of the shows that I did do, and we didn't mention this one. Um, Diana Howell had always wanted to do a show called The Man from Earth. Mm -hmm. And I got cast in that and cast in that with me was my daughter. Oh, was that fun for y'all to do a show together? It was fun, but it was also, it, we did it at the, uh, I don't know, what's the name of the place there? Anyway, up on Old Canton Road. And it was an outside stage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool because it was in October and it was cold. Oh, look, it was it was cold to be up <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, but I was in, and, and it was funny because I always said then that that was probably going to be the last show I was going to do because I was casting that show with J.C. Patterson and Richard Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were both in the first show that I was cast in. And you were like, this is a good finale. I mean, it's just like, okay, I've come full circle. And also, uh, uh, Chris Roebuck was in that, and Chris was in the third show that I was cast in. So you were, but then you were like stuck, and you were hooked like a drug, and you were like, I have to keep going back. Well, um, I just got egged on by some people, let's say. Ah, uh, okay, heard, heard, heard. Um, but so being in a show with Natalie, was that kind of like a dream for you? Or? Well, I you know, I you have to try to view it as this is the same as working with any other actor. Oh, see, and my I always wanted to be in a show with my dad, and I remember trying to get it because he did theater when he was younger. And I was like, please, 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 and he was like, I can't because of work. But that's something that I wish I would have had the opportunity to do is, and I don't know. I've also wanted to do one with my best friend Peyton as well, just because I think it would be cool to be in a show with somebody that you love a whole lot outside of that. Not that I don't love the theater people that I get to, but. Well, I, I, I'm probably not the best person to give advice on this one way or the other, because where am I? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just always view that as that's not the person I know. Ah, okay. That is a character that I am portraying relationship with in this program in this show now we're off stage that's a different story but on stage i don't see that that's claire no that kind of hurts my feelings <laughs> no i'm just kidding but no what uh part did natalie play and what part were you uh i can't remember the name of her character the only reason i remember the name of my own character was because of such an awful sounding name uh, uh dr gruber Dr. Group, what was your relation to her in the play? Was she just a kid that was there or? She was, nobody was related to anybody. Okay, okay. And the story, it's a, it's a really interesting story um, because it's told from the perspective of one individual and it's done kind of on a fireside theater almost. Yeah. And basically... He reveals to us that, and he never says, I am, but he tells the whole story that he, that makes you believe he really is God. Oh, that's pretty interesting. That sounds yeah. like a show that would be 
It's, um, it's very cerebral. I bet that's like, I don't know. I just bet that's real cool. So does Natalie still do theater in San Francisco? She or? hasn't done anything out there. Doesn't she do like graphic design or am I making that up? No, that's exactly what she does. See, she, she, Facebook. Well, web design and, and graphic design. So her wedding pictures, I told you this when we got cast in this play, were some of the prettiest wedding pictures that I'd seen. Which that was is, a, a very different wedding yeah because it was the her husband is what is he again he's or, or isn't what there is like it? a cultural difference well yeah i mean uh they're more hindu so it was a hindu ceremony but her dress was beautiful like oh, yeah. i remember did they do two ceremonies or just one ceremony we actually did two we did another one at the mississippi museum of art oh okay so that was i'm sure very expensive for you Oh, uh, well, you know, that's... Part of being a dad. Yes. <laughs> Comes with the territory. Look, and then Spencer, you said that he recently, he plays music, yes. right? And what instrument does he play? <laughs> Let's pick one that he doesn't. Oh. Um, it's odd because he came home from school from having been tested because then, and maybe they still do, Middle schools will come to elementary schools. Yeah, and have you test? Yes, and <laughs> they tested him. And they asked how long he had been taking music lessons, and he said, "Since never." <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, "Well, he's got an incredible music aptitude." And then he came home and told us that he was going to be in the band. And he was going to play the tuba. A tuba man. Tuba man goes, like, deep. Every person that I know that played tuba in high school still, like, is like, I played the tuba. So is that what he ended up playing, or did he play something? That's different? what he ended up playing in the band. Okay. But then he, well, he roomed with Zach Lovett. Okay. Uh, their, their, their freshman year at Delta State. And so they got a band together there uh, called Dandy and the Lines. Oh, that's fun. That's and a cute name. And they were good. They were. They what were. did he play in that band? Unless he played he was, guitar. Well, I was going to say, but, was he playing the uh, tuba also, in the background? He played drums. Uh, taught himself how to do that. Um, as a dad, you have to kind of question your sanity. Let's see, you're going to come home and practice tuba. Oh, now you're going to go to drums. Great. Hey, great. Phenomenal. <laughs> like, I'm sure you, I, one of the kids that I sat started violin lessons and I remember sitting the first time watching her, and I was like, you know, you want to be supportive, and because you have to start somewhere, but it was, I was like, I don't know how her parents are going to deal with this, and I don't think it lasted super long. Well, <laughs> I don't know how long her parents could tolerate that. I mean, it's like listening to somebody torture a cat. If, mm -hmm. I mean, but he, he proceeded then to go from the guitar, well, drums, then guitar, plays bass, taught himself keyboard, and that's what he pretty much plays now. Is uh, the keyboard? Yeah. I think that we need more keys players. I didn't recognize until I went to a, sh uh, I saw a band that had a keys player, and I was like, they need to bring these back more. Like, Well, he hooked up, when he moved to Athens, he hooked up a, a bunch of guys up there. He, they had, his band prior to that, which was Young Valley. Mm -hmm. That's what Dandy and the Lions gravitated to become Young Valley. Uh, not with all the same personnel, but 
two out of five, but um, they opened for this group called Future Birds. Oh, okay. And so Spencer knew them, and when he moved to Athens, that's where they were from is Athens. And he hooked up with them, and they play a lot. I do. So is that the big band that he's in now? Is is that who they got the record deal? Well, no. The he still keeps himself independent. Okay. Uh, and has his own music, and he's got one album out. Uh, working on this one, and I don't. I'm a little confused by. Because I've tried to stay out of it. Because, first of all, I really don't know anything about the business. So, for me to try to give him any advice on how to do something in that business. You're like, I cannot. I mean, it's, that's uh, he's got to figure that out on his own. Because I'm just I'm not going to know how. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know what all's involved. But I do know he was excited that uh, he's got somebody now uh, paying him for this album. Which is, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, speaking of, we need to have a conversation with him about getting me some background music for an intro. I think that would be a wonderful <laughs> No, like, if you'll be willing to do royalty-free music, just hit me up. That'd be well, great. I'll have to uh, check on that. He's, I don't, do you, would you want something, does she want something vocal, or do you really even know? Just... Whatever, it doesn't matter. As I, long as it's royalty-free, I don't care. <laughs> as long as we don't get sued, that would be great. And probably just something upbeat and fun, but because uh, it's chaotic, but good. So something probably a little chaotic, maybe. But but no, so you've been, how old are your kids again? They're, Natalie's 30. I didn't study for the test. Um, <laughs> what year is this? This is 23, so they'll be 32 and... Spencer will be, Natalie will turn 33 in April. Spencer will turn 32 on December 31st. And that's crazy because that just made me, I was like, that's not right. They're only a couple years older than me, but I'm pretty close to that age. So they are pretty close in age to me. Did you always want to be a dad? Uh, I didn't know. Uh, we were We were actually married nine years before we had kids. Oh, that's awesome. I think it's cool when couples like, take a little bit of time to discover themselves a little bit more. A lot of time. <laughs> we took a lot of time. What's your favorite thing about being a dad? Uh, and how has that changed from when they were younger to as they've gotten older? Thing. Favorite thing is watching them become what they've become. Oh, yeah. Have you always been, like, did you kind of have, like, dreams and plans in place, or did you just want them to always figure out who they were? I didn't want to be a dictator, no. Um, in fact, I didn't. Did everything I could to avoid that. I was always about, you tell me what you think you should do. Oh, and I think that's really cool because I think sometimes parents just put too many expectations on their kids. Well, I didn't have any, neither one of mine exhibited any interest in getting into my business. And so I said, well, that's the only one I could tell you anything about. Any of the others you choose, you're on your own. You gotta figure it you out. You gotta figure it out. So um, I'll help you in any way that I can, but I can't tell you how to do things that I don't know anything about. How that's, was that's a waste? How was co-parenting in like the time period that they were really young? Like, how did that look? Were one of y'all more strict uh, than the other? It was were you pretty much? Uh, 
the same disaster that everybody else goes through when you've got young kids like that. When, and, and if your wife works and you work and she had her own business, uh, still does. But um, you know, kids are kids. Yeah, I can't. And did the, your kids get along well or did they? Yeah, they still do, actually. That's pretty cool. I we think went to, uh, this past summer, went up to Portland for my birthday. Oh, how was that? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Okay, my son what? lives in Athens. My daughter lives in San Francisco. We live down here. Let's meet somewhere central. How about Portland, uh, Maine? How That's about central. Portland? What was your... Anyway, the point of the story was they had no problem, the two of them, taking off on their own to go find something to do. Oh, that's like, that's real sweet. I find that, you know, as you age, like if your siblings have different interests or anything like that, it can be hard to come together. So it's cool that they still have like, well, a and close that's, bond. that's probably the one thing that I probably have been adamant with them about is maintaining that relationship with your sibling because uh, I have, have had, I don't really know brother that was six years older than I am mm -hmm. and we have not had contact since 1977 maybe is that your only sibling that you have yeah. I bet that's um can be like a difficult thing to kind of navigate well you know he made the choice he was leaving and he left and he left and, and so uh, we uh stayed until you know Used to have to write letters. Remember those? Yeah. Uh, put them what? In the mail. Google? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and phone calls were exorbitant. Pay the long distance. Oh, God. Yeah. So we didn't talk much on the phone where we'd write letters. And finally, he sent me a letter and said, This is going to be my last. And then that was it. That was it. That's. Um, but, you know, I'm within 20 miles of where I have been since 1961 so if something happened like if, if he, he really wanted to find me i would be easier to find than he would would you be open to that like if he came back around or <sighs> just from the standpoint of gee what happened yeah just to figure what did out you do with your life what happened yeah and is it more of a curiosity thing or more of a well i certainly would like to know um what did you do yeah yeah, like what? What is your life? What have you like? done for fifty years? Yeah, what is um? Is that such a reason? And you said that's why you're you insist that your children stay so close. Are y'all close as a family as well? Like, oh yeah, I mean, in fact, we're that was a family trip. We're taking another one uh, next year out to La Jolla. Where? La Jolla, California. California. Okay. Well, that'll be a fun like little trip. Do y'all have any weird family traditions or anything like that? <laughs> just having me as part of the family is kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't. No weird Christmas things or. No, in fact, um, that whole thing's just kind of been blown apart now. Uh, with them being so far right. away. And we've got no relatives here. Ah, uh, okay. So are they all in Baltimore still? No, we don't have any relatives. Oh, oh well, oh, my sister. Okay. I mean, my wife does. She's got a sister and brother. Where do they live? Um, she lives in Newcastle.
Council of Delaware and he lives in Atlanta. Y'all are all spread out, like very oh, far. Yeah. Do y'all ever go to Atlanta or to Delaware at all? No. No? Well, we go to Atlanta, but only because it's en route to Athens. Ah, okay, okay. Do you ever stop in Atlanta? Not if I can avoid it. The traffic in Atlanta. But that's exactly why. Golly, I had a friend driving. We were going to Atlanta, and I have anxiety, and they were driving the car, and I had a panic attack. <laughs> I was like, I cannot hang with this at all. And the Memphis drivers are insane as well. Are you a good driver? Oh, that depends on who you ask. Look, uh, okay, so in other words. I mean, if, if you ask the police department, yeah, I'm a pretty good driver as far as I know <sighs> because I don't have a tickets or anything Look, can you but i have over the years had a few altercations uh, elaborate well um i've just I've had some wrecks oh okay i was like are these altercations with the police like do you have a no, fun no, arrest no, story no, to no, share no, with no, us no, that would no, be no. I, that would be the, great the, uh, i'll give you a, the best altercation i had was with a cadillac and i was on a bike were you on the bike? You were on the bike. Yeah. Is that why your foot's fucked up? <laughs> no, but it does have some bearing on why all, I'm 70 years old. Everybody I know, you got to play pickleball. You got to play pickleball. I'm not going to take a chance on my knee because I tore up my knee playing football. I tore up my knee, same knee, water skiing. And when I got hit by that car, it was head on. <sighs> And when I went over the front of the bike, the handbrake went up into my knee and broke off in my knee. Oh, no. Oh. So my knee's been through a lot, and I'm not going to take a chance on I, I figure it's get, it's already on its fourth life. Maybe we need not to push that. Yeah, I don't think our knees have nine lives. No. Uh, I'm surprised that it had four, if we're being honest. Well, I am too, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to push that any further than I have. So you don't play pickleball, but no, I don't. Do you have any other hobbies besides community theater? Mm, oddly, uh, I like to write. Oh, do you really? I think that that kind of goes with the creative aspect. What kind of stuff do you like to write? Um, stuff that makes people laugh. Oh, look, you'll have to send me because I enjoy. I really um, enjoy writing. Like I didn't realize how much I and, do. And, and the other thing I like is is reacting to people's stories that just come to you randomly uh like in real life or yeah. like through writing yeah. well that's one of the reasons why like i enjoy doing this so much is because i wouldn't have known a lot of this about you had we not sat down because i think that i don't know i feel like a lot of i always like if people ask how you are i'm like do you want my grocery store answer or my real answer like everybody's going so often that it's nice to sit down and like have a real conversation with somebody about something. Well, you know, it, everybody's got a story. Yes. But the trick is to get them to just give it to you. I don't have enough time left in my life to ask everybody, what's your story? You have, you don't know. You might live to be a hundred. I didn't know you were as I, old as you are. Or not, okay, hang on, that sounded a bit, I didn't know that your age was. I didn't know you could count that high. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but see, my, my father died when he was 50, and his father died when he was like 66, mm -hmm. and my mother's father died, oh God, 
I wasn't but five or six years old. Oh, okay. So males are not exactly noted for longevity. For well, because y'all are dumb sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Well, but how we are. how was it passing the age that your father was? Was that a weird? Um, no, I that that didn't surprise me too much mm-hmm. because, and I didn't know this until much later in life, but. My mother told me that uh, when they were in state, well, they were stationed at Puerto Rico during World War II. He was a pilot. Oh, that's interesting. And he did a lot of time in the Philippines. Okay. He got malaria. Oh. And would not let anybody know that he was sick because if he knew that if they found out he was sick, they'd take him off the pilot seat. And he did not want that. No, was that like his passion it. was planes and flying? Well, I don't know if it was his passion or if he just said, this is my job. And I'm going to go. Finally, he was so sick, you know, they had to take him off the plane. And, uh, but she believes, and I don't know if there's any truth to this, so don't anybody talk to me about, hey, can you talk to a doctor about this? <laughs> She said that that damaged his immune system so badly mm-hmm. that when later on he started getting infections and things that he just couldn't fight them anymore. Oh, okay. Is so, your your mother's past as well? Yeah, she she made it to eighty two. Oh, that's a long time. Did she? Was it just? Did anything happen, or was it just older age? Um, she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And um, I found her on the floor on Christmas Day. Oh, how I'm sorry that you had to experience that. Well, there were hints because she was living alone and in the orchard. It wasn't alone, alone. Yeah. But <clears throat> but she was independent living. Mm-hmm. And when I went to pick her up that morning, I noticed her newspaper was out front. And I said, that's not good. That, yeah. So, uh, and plus I called to tell her I was on my way and she didn't answer the phone. So I had a couple of hints yeah. before I got there. Were you close to your mother growing up as well? Mother was. Did you call her was, mother? Or did you call her like mom? Mother. Mother. That's very like, very proper. Was she prop like. Uh, no, 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 no. She, she didn't demand that, but I. Mother. What I thought was appropriate. Yeah. So, but yeah, but, sorry. But look, she started when I was, or when she was giving birth mm-hmm. for me, we were, this was set the scene. This was in John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh-huh. And it's during the baseball all-stars game. Uh-huh. And this is 1953. Television's a very, very new thing. Mm-hmm. She had a television in her hospital room. I was probably the safest birth in that entire building because all the doctors were in there watching the game. It all works out. <laughs> like, it worked out. That's probably why your knee has so many lives. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it, I, could, I remember hearing all this clamor. I mean, I'd, all these guys in there yelling and watching the All-Star game. That's what they did. And uh, that was 
television. You couldn't just find them everywhere. Mm-hmm. You could just pick right phone. So, um, and every once in a while they check in on me, say, "Hey, how you doing?" Okay, he's still in there. Um, <laughs> and and I was fine. You know, I was just happy to be in my little romper womb. But uh, you you remember like the sounds of being born? I remember a lot of commotion coming out that's crazy like is i assume that's your earliest memory because it's one of your first well yeah but then i've got a huge gap in between there and say the time i was 65 I don't know uh, <laughs> just disassociated <laughs> yeah, yeah. for all of it i don't know what happened to all that but, Have, uh, like but do you recall your child because you know some people can recall their childhood and other people cannot oh like, uh, you know I, that that's a strange thing somebody asked me about that the other day and i can remember the floor plan of every home i've ever lived in I can walk you through the entire house. That's crazy. So you you guys moved a lot, I assume. No, not really. Um, uh, we lived in what what's called Towson, Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. And then we moved to Jackson. Mm-hmm. And we had one house in Jackson. We moved to the second house. It wasn't long after that that my father died. And then we had to move because my mother couldn't pay the mortgage mm-hmm. uh, without him. Um, so we lived in an apartment of... And she got remarried after I got sent to my unfortunate incarceration of Chamberlain Hunt Academy, oh. which was a military academy back then. Yeah. Now it's defunct. But, uh. um, and <laughs> the idea was that my mother felt like I needed some male supervision. And you got to remember the Vietnam War was full scale then. One thing that you could do to avoid the draft is if you didn't graduate from high school, they couldn't take you. Mm. So here I was at the ripe old age of 17, mm-hmm. hanging around with guys that are 21 years old that should have been out of college, I mean, out of high school a long time ago. But they knew full well once they got that diploma, they were going to beautiful downtown Southeast Asia. So look at that. That was, I mean, not, I mean, depends on your views and everything, but I mean, I wouldn't have thought that far ahead to be like, well, I'll just keep flunking until. Oh, well, the, the, <laughs> I'm not sure this was a conscious decision. Oh, okay. So some of them were <laughs> just. These guys were, I mean, some of them were seriously dangerous. They were. Uh, I mean, like it was their reform school, but that's what the school was there for. I mean. Theoretically, anyway, is, yeah. is to try to redeem these kids uh, or maybe prepare them for military. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just know that it was um, not a place I wanted to stay very long. And so I, I, I did my one year and I said, okay. I'm done. I'm done. You've I'm done. lived a lot of life, though. Like, it sounds like even from just talking to you for this little bit of time, like, have you been satisfied with your life overall? Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't know of anybody else's I would have wanted to live. Well, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, when we met each other in the car, you were like, life's pretty good, like, better than I deserve. Or you said something along well, those it, lines. It, uh, sure, there's, there's been lots of times when you said, oh, jeez, this is killing me. Yeah. Uh, and I still have days like that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't understand that. But um, when I look at it now, I say, given what I've done with my life, I should be thrilled that I'm even here, oh, let yeah. alone here, reasonably healthy. No, you're, yeah, you and seem pretty healthy. So, 
I got, and plus I know so many people who have had unfortunate circumstances in their life. And, uh, I, and sometimes I do get somewhat of a guilt complex. Like he was such a nice guy. Why would that happen to him? Yeah. I like to think that there's all some sort of reason behind it and we'll figure it out one well, day. I'm pretty sure God didn't ask my opinion. Or the other look but. yeah we're just we're just floating around waiting for i don't know i think getting the answers will be really cool but what is like um one of the most beautiful things about life in your opinion um well there's only one thing that's really the key as far as i'm concerned and that is the ability to love if you can't if you can't love people and uh, appreciate them for who they are then you're not serving any useful purpose here. Absolutely. I also like, I'm really weird about spirit numbers and stuff. And I got kind of goosebumps because as soon as you said that it was three, one, two, and they don't have to be in order, but like one, two, three is kind of my thing. And when you said that, so I took that as like my good luck for the day. Like I liked that, that, uh, concept or that idea that like loving is one of the most beautiful things. Well, I've, I've just never seen hate solve anything. Yeah. It never ever does. And the world can be so hateful. So I appreciate like, getting to talk love with you and life. If there was any big piece of advice that you could give younger people or just anybody in the world, like if we were getting ready to close up. Um, you mean the world or just the show? Or just, I mean, who knows? This could go worldwide. Who knows? Who knows? Well, no, when you said close up, I was just like the world. Like, no. like, okay, you got five minutes. The planet's going to blow up. Look. Um, no, I think that the the only thing that I could really offer is that I think family is important. Now, there's a problem there is that just because they're family doesn't necessarily mean they're good people. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of hard for me to say it's your father you should respect. Well, yeah, but if he's an alcoholic and he beats you, then it's going to be kind of hard for you to love yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I, I understand that. But, but I think the hardest thing in the world for me is talking to people who had a disagreement or an argument or said words that they wish they could take back happened to be the last words they were able to say to oh, that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I always try to tell people, when you leave somebody, leave them with something you would want them to remember, not something that you would regret having left them with. Oh. That's, that's a... That's just, that would be a hard thing to carry. Oh, absolutely. And that's such a good piece of advice because we can all get so wrapped up in our own chaos and everything that's going on that we forget what an impact we're making on other oh, people. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the old 5-5 five, five rule, uh, does it make any difference five minutes from now? Does it make any difference five years from now? I haven't heard that before. I've never heard that. That's a good way to like, well, I don't know. If, that if the answer to both of those is no, then you need to drop it whatever it is just drop it and i think so life advice is use kind words family's important and and keep be yeah, mindful well, always always remember that no matter what you're going through there's somebody's going through something worse oh absolutely and so don't uh, even just to go to a convenience store 
that's a person. They have problems. They have life. Oh, yeah. Don't take it out on them if they don't have your particular brand of beer or cigarettes or whatever it might happen to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, like, I don't know. It's just so crazy how, again, we can get wrapped up in ourselves and how I just really appreciate that life advice because I think it's something, especially in a social media world where we, like, focus on ourselves, <laughs> but, like, to to be mindful of other people and respect and understand that we're all going through something. But, yeah, Wayne, it has been absolutely phenomenal having you here today. Like, I really appreciated getting to know you more. You seem incredibly enlightened with everything and so just thank you for being here it's been awesome well thank you for having me yeah and maybe maybe we can do this again sometime maybe we'll get to be on stage together well that's a possibility yes but with the chaos of life i'm about to run to my retail job because life doesn't quit for podcasts but yeah thanks so much for being here and this was chaotic but good and i'll see you guys next week with an intro song <laughs> Cue outro music. <laughs> 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 <laughs>